And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science, science. can peacefully. This was now finding. Hey everyone, this is Petri Dish. It's a new podcast where we dish about everything science, and we really want to highlight the fact that science is everywhere, it's in everything, it's in our daily lives all the time. And we want to be able to help people really appreciate that and pull out all of the really cool, interesting aspects of science and how it plays into your lives. So to do that, I'm Sean Allen. I have a PhD in biological sciences. And so I'm going to be leveraging that to be able to supply the science side of the equation. And I'm Nathan Allen. I'm the common man here to bring some of that sauce, some <laughs> of that zhuzh, all right, to make this podcast real spicy. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, and it's important that you know, because Sean's here with all that expertise, all the science in this podcast, 100% peer-reviewed, good stuff, very real, legitimate, high-quality science. The primo shit. Everything else maybe is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Don't read into it. <laughs> Again, yeah. that's just the, 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 the little... The little zhuzh on the corner, make yeah. it look good. Yeah, sometimes the sauce is bullshit, and it's going to happen every mm. once in a while. So mm. you don't got to take that part so seriously, but believe me, the science, I, I did the research, I did the legwork, and, and it's all good stuff. And for this first episode, we're going to talk about something that's just Im important to everybody everywhere. Right? It affects if you can gain or lose a few pounds, what your metabolism is. Maybe it changes if you have Alzheimer's or, or autism? Sure, diabetes, <laughs> obesity, it affects all kinds of systems and your life in a lot of different ways. It's the gut microbiome. So let's get into it. I actually had an epiphany about this thinking about it the other day. Um, what is a microbiome? Okay. Well, micro is like a, in terms of size, right? Right. So, so we're talking small, a thousand times smaller than a millimeter scale, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I guess to give a little bit of context to that, I think people have a pretty good idea that your cells are small, yeah. kind of like hanging out in your body. Right. But bacterial cells are usually 10 to 100 times smaller than your cells. Right. So really, really small dudes. And then biome is talking about kind of a, a life collection of organisms right. or, or sort of all the organisms within some kind of environmental grouping. Right. So the microbiome is... All the small stuff, just in general. Yeah. And then usually when we're talking about it, we're talking about it in terms of people or something. Yeah. So your microbiome is all the little things that aren't you kind of living on yeah. you and inside you. Although shit like livestock microbiomes actually matter a lot too, right? Like isn't that where a lot of the research we're talking about first originated or something? Yeah, I mean, technically speaking, the microbiomes of livestock is how livestock do their thing to be alive, right? right. Right. So, you know, because like we can't eat grass. Right. And just like be alive. And cows can't really either. Except Italians. The reason the West was won is because her roving herds of Italians <laughs> yeah. were hunted by Indians for thousands of years <laughs> until the white man came. Yeah. Well, yeah. when they needed to set up the railroads and everything, yeah. like, what are you going to do? There's <laughs> every day there's another Italian running across yeah. the tracks. <laughs> what do you think veal is, little boy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know. 
so the microbiome has definitely been really important for livestock right. purposes. Uh, and I, not just livestock. I mean, this idea actually exists across pretty much all multicellular life. Right, it's really anything that has like separate organs or systems, right, that would meaningfully have a biome. Yeah, and even just, so the simplest animals that we talk about are sponges. Yeah. And um, sponges have a microbiome. Have you ever eaten a sponge? Uh, you talking about like the kind you clean dishes with or you like a real in the ocean sponge? Have you eaten a sponge that you clean dishes with? <laughs> <laughs> They're way more accessible. <laughs> well, I've got time in the ocean for a sponge. If, I, if I'm going to find a sponge. i got one in my bathroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if uh, I, on a day-to-day -day basis, if I'm going to lick a sponge, right. what kind of sponge is it going to be? Yeah. Okay. No, what? Have you uh, eaten a sponge? Isn't that like a sushi thing? Or is that a sea cucumber? <laughs> Is that, is that just fish? <laughs> Have I been eating fish this whole time? <laughs> what, mean, what is unagi? <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah, please tell me. I don't think that's fun. What is tuna? <laughs> I thought he was sponge this whole time. <laughs> just anything in the ocean is some kind of sponge. Yeah. <laughs> they don't look like me. Oh, girl. Wait, wait, wait. Here's a quick question, though. Is like just a, just as a frame of reference. Yeah. Um, how many cells are in the human body? Let's call it. 10 trillion cells in the human body. Oh, yeah. Um, Jesus. And despite that being a really big number, there is 10 times more bacteria in your body. Right. In in your gut just hanging out. Jeez. How, what's the size of a eukaryotic cell or like a normal human cell versus one of these bacteria? Yeah. So so it, it's about it's about 100 times difference. Okay. So, so a human cell, again, this ranges a lot. Your nerves are extremely long. Right. Cells, for example. Yeah. Macrophages are pretty big because they got to eat stuff. Yeah, red blood cells are way smaller. So there's there's a five to ten times difference between some of your bigger cells and some of your smaller cells. Cool. But they're all in the tens of microns in diameter. Yeah. So like fifty microns or yeah. something like that. Whereas bacteria are like one micron or smaller. Okay. Kind of thing. So I think the question all the people have is if there's all these different like little things in my gut, why aren't I sick all the time? Mm -hmm. And why should I let them be freeloading? Shouldn't I just like take some antibiotics and just like clear the whole all those all those bastards out? Yeah, so that's a that's a good question. And I was reading um, a, an entire textbook on the microbiome recently Jesus. in prep work for this episode. And one of the things that kind of came up is that we sort of have this flipped idea of microbes in general as mm. generally pathological things that right. make us sick or are kind of foreign invaders or something like right. that. Whereas the when really we are the foreign invaders. <laughs> yeah. We're the in foreign a world God made for bacteria. <laughs> yeah, We're Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Um, yeah no, <laughs> bacteria were just che cheating, uh, you know, trying to teach us how to use maize. Yeah. <laughs> and we, the pilgrims came in and just like fucking destroyed them. Um, no, so like, you know, realistically, the deal is that uh, for the entire existence of multicellular life, we've been evolving with bacteria. Right. So under most circumstances, the norm... And this started about 6,000 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, okay. We're going back to the fact that pathological microbes yeah. are the weird ones. Yeah. They're the ones that usually we haven't had very much time to evolve with. Interesting. They've recently hopped over from It's like some there's some host. goddamn bat somewhere that yeah. like we don't hang out with a lot. Yeah. That just like bites some dude. Or like that 
one dude wouldn't leave a monkey alone and kept kept being naughty with the monkey. It's very euphemistic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he just wouldn't leave him alone. Or like pigs, people sleeping with pigs. Yeah. Um, and you start seeing these pathogens hop over, and right. they're totally fine in their normal host. Right. But then over in us, basically, they start producing things that right. our body doesn't know how to digest or deal with. So is that just random chance? It's just like... For order, there's a bunch of different species of bacteria, and what makes it uh, pathological for us or not is just like the random chance that you get some SARS, and SARS happens in the recombination between SARS and our body to produce things that are bad for us. Uh, so that's a really good question, and it can happen a lot of different ways. Yeah. Well, one of the ways that it can happen is uh, it'll almost be like there's no natural predator or way to fight off the overgrowth of a species. Oh, interesting. All so right. we'll we'll get a species in. It'll outcompete a lot of our other bacteria. Oh. And it's possible that the sickness is having less of the good bacteria. But it's also possible that when a bacteria overgrows and it's just producing the thing that it's normally producing, the thing that could be toxic to us is having too much of what it makes. So it's like a uh -huh. dose effect. So you, you know, you're just talking about like predators, you know, and that makes me think of like Lion King and, and Simba yep. and uh, Hot Take, Scar deserves it. Scar deserved to be king. Okay. Oh, I see what yeah, you're yeah. Whoa, he also. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I thought you were just talking you deserved to die, but no. no, you're talking about like you think you earned it. I think Scar had the mandate of heaven. Okay, but see, here's <laughs> the thing. How long ago was it you watched the animated Don't get one? distracted. Because hyenas were like goose stepping, dude. So, like, I don't know if you can go that far. I mean, really hot take. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> no, but anyway, anyway uh, uh, but, the, but the reason I bring it up is because what is the natural predator in a microbiome for like, what, like what's culling bacteria the same way like a falcon? calls pigeons in Rome. Right. So sometimes it's other bacteria. So, Interesting. So there are a lot of bacteria that will produce antibiotics. Wow. To kill other bacteria. So we've got like really like a whole savanna here. Oh yeah. Like we've really got Osmosis Jones. It's fucking war in there, dude. Wow. And then aside from Baltimore. the bacteria, there's uh, bacteriophages. There's okay. viruses. And those viruses will... You know, usually they're relatively specific to species. Yes. But there's lots of different strains of bacteria within a species. And bacteriophages, just by random chance, are more likely to kill the most common bacteria hmm. that, that are in the species limit that they target. Right. But then Ebola comes around, and our cells don't know how to deal with Ebola. <laughs> so, like, Ebola, yeah. Ebola's in town. Yeah, so Ebola would be an example of a virus that is really ill-suited for its host. Interesting. Because so it kills us too fast. Yeah, it kills us way too fast. Right. Um, and most... So for example, uh, different kinds of herpes are actually really well suited to human hosts. Cool. Because it gets in there and it sticks around. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's going to be there for a while. Yeah, herpes is your buddy for a long time. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> so the those kinds of viruses, they get in there and they know how to integrate themselves and not kill you. They just mm. get to keep writing in you for a really long time. Huh. And uh, you, you end up actually seeing things on the virus level that are really weird. You see some viruses basically make it harder for you to get infected by other viruses. That's really cool. That's smart. Yeah. It's like, I wish that there was like a Marley and Me kind of style movie, but with like a virus and the human host, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, like, like. I don't know why it makes me think of Sam and, and I or whatever that movie was called, but what's, I am Sam. I am Sam. What the f***? Yeah. <laughs> How'd you get from Marley and Me to I am Sam? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could say that. <laughs> Is that allowed? I think Sean Penn should play the human. <laughs> oh, the human. Or like Rain Man or something. I thought you were saying the dog and Sean Penn were unfortunately similar. 
Oh, man. That was controversial. Oh, wow. Yeah, that says a lot more about you than me. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm like a you Rorschach. <laughs> You're a bad person. <laughs> no, but I think it'd be funny if like you had like a guy had herpes Uh-oh. and the herpes was like voiced by Will Smith or something. Uh-huh. It was like giving him good advice on dates. Oh, like Hitch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Hitch is a perfect name, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Hitch should have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like coming right off of Osmosis Jones, too. That would have built his career as like bacteria Seriously, and viruses. I, it, it is basically the most logical evolution. It's like a little career. cold sore on the inside of the mouth that's just <laughs> yeah, talking to yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Will Smith's face. Yeah. Give her some roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got him. Mine is just beautiful. You know? <laughs> I think that'd be so funny. Yeah. Oh, okay, man. okay. And the okay. inevitable rap song that's going to happen at that oh, point is just like... That would have been such a hit ha- single. Having, having a little herp. The wild, wild herp. But yeah, so all this all this crazy stuff about bacteria hanging out and like some being bad for you, some... So so what is it that microbiome... What is it that the good bacteria do? The most fundamental aspect of what they do is they take a lot of food input that you don't actually digest yourself. Right. And turn it into things that you can use. Right. And so uh, in some cases, that's things that are really, really important and necessary, like vitamin K and vitamin B12. Oh, interesting. uh, Which basically the bacteria produce for you. Yeah. There's a lot of amino acids that we don't really produce ourselves that the bacteria produce. They're almost, um, in a certain sense, like contractors. Yeah. uh, Or consultants, just metabolic consultants. It's like... An you you, you, you that, just made it so bleak to me. <laughs> like, like it went from such an interesting subject to such a like, oh God, Listen, everything that's wrong need, with, the, with embrace, the Pentagon spending. Dude. You need to embrace the corporate dark side. I don't know why you keep trying to fight against Look, <laughs> These little little Italian microbes being like, eh, like we have six hours of break. It's the military industrial microbe complex. Cool. Eisenhower lost. That dude's dead. Eisenhower's right? dead. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the microbes killed him. Yeah, exactly. Grassy knoll. They're, they've been eating him. So, you know, that shit's over, bro. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so basically, there's all this metabolism yeah. that we don't code for in ourselves. Interesting. Like, we don't have the proteins to do it. We don't have the pathways to do it. The bacteria do it for us. But we virtually do just because every human has this microbiome in some capacity. Right. And people who right. don't find themselves getting pretty sick. Right. Uh, and, Interesting. you know, there, there's different kinds of ways that that works out. Yeah. So, for example, out, out of the food that we eat, because a lot of it gets processed by the microbiome, if you do take antibiotics and you're like constantly on antibiotics, you yeah. don't have any microbiome, most people lose weight because there's fewer usable calories in the food that they eat. Interesting. Um, but once they become repopulated, eventually, some point, you stop taking the antibiotics. Right. A lot of times, the bacteria that come in first are bacteria that are not particularly well-suited to make the sorts of things that your body really likes to use. Interesting. Um, and so hmm. it, it can take some time for your microbiome to kind of repopulate to good levels. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes it never makes it. And then people get really sick from things like C. diff infections and stuff yeah. like that. I, I think this gets us to what the people really care about, which is diet. What yeah. should I eat, Sean, to lose weight? Yeah, more fiber. I know that's you what, don't like it. That's what everyone says. <laughs> yeah, but that's so, really, here, I was really here, hoping for something here's, else. <laughs> here's one thing that kind of blew my mind is that, um, you know, when people are talking about dietary fiber and shit like that, yeah. I always kind of thought of it as, oh, you eat it because you can't digest it and it just like sort of pushes your poop out or something. Right, like, right, or, you right, know, right. Like it's like, I always imagine just a celery stick going right. straight down my shaft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like those pipe cleaner things. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah I mean? exactly. It's yeah. Like a celery pipe cleaner. It's like a really thick broccoli. You just get it in there. Yeah. Yeah. But as it turns out, um, 
in the same way that bacteria digest a lot of things. <laughs> in the same Stacey, way, you're so sexy. Yeah, what is going on? My here? wife's tiptoeing. She's dancing around. Oh, she wants to paint her now. Oh, smart. Okay, <laughs> she's so bored by us. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, it's gonna happen. <laughs> um, but you know, so uh, uh, microbiome, broccoli in your butt. What was it? Oh yeah, dietary yeah. fiber. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I thought it literally just never got digested. That's yeah. not true. The bacteria in your gut do digest it. And they oh. turn that into short-chain fatty acids is what it's called. Oh. Uh, SC well, but fat is bad for you. But short-chain fatty acids do all kinds of important shit for you. I like acid. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to be tripping, tripping on these short-chain fatty acids. Ooh. They're supposed to be important for stuff like mood stabilization. All right, cool. They're supposed to be important for I need for a stuff lot of fat-chain like fatty acids or Insulin whatever. and glucose levels. Oh, I don't care about that. Maybe you should. <laughs> I saw you look at my gut when you said that. You like looked down. I was looking at your dick. Oh, no, just, <laughs> not safe for work. <laughs> it was supposed to be safe for. Anyway, so so dietary fiber does get digested yeah. by okay. bacteria. Okay, interesting. And actually, in another way, it's really important because um, when there's enough dietary fiber, the bacteria will eat that. Yeah. When the dietary fibers are low or not present in your diet. The bacteria will eat the mucus that lines your intestines. Oh. And that can make you more susceptible to infection oh. by bacteria in your microbiome. Oh, that's really interesting. So, like, you're supposed to have a certain level of mucus in there. Right. And if you have enough bacteria and they're hungry, they'll start eating that shit, too. Okay, here's a crazy question, then. Yeah. Like, in the past, you know, like, I think most food science regardless of all its caprices, has ultimately concluded that, like, the high amount of processed food that we're eating is in some way deleterious to our health. Yeah. So I guess what I'm curious about then is, like, is that because people's diets are changing within their lives and thus their microbiome, there's a lot of shocks to its own ecology? Or people, if they whole their whole lives ate spam, would actually have a microbiome that's perfectly adapted to spam. Mm, like, yeah. Yeah, so, so I just want to feel better about how I eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, the microbiome. Yeah, okay. Th this is a really quick, great question because it actually segues into a much bigger concept. But yeah, yeah, I think I think the short answer is yes. Uh, your microbiome can evolve and change its composition such that it, it can kind of optimize to be better suited for the energy inputs. So Interesting. If you, have, if you have a very consistent diet, your microbiome will look different from somebody who has a different diet, yeah. but it, it'll it'll keep relatively consistent over time. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean that that microbiome is producing stuff that's great for you right. downstream. Right. So like, Interesting. you know, there, there's a little bit of feedback in between you and your microbiome, right. but at the same time, they're not just working for us. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's not like we're the boss and they're trying to deliver things to us. Right. They're doing their thing, we're doing our thing. And to a certain extent, if you, if you feed it stuff, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be producing the vitamins that we want them to or the short-chain fatty acids. Uh, um, now, all that said, kind of an interesting outgrowth of that is that bacteria, because their generation time is so much shorter, and because the microbiome is made up of a bunch of species, evolution kind of happens, in a sense, faster in your gut than for us. That makes sense. Like, you, you have several generations, a lot of generations that get, hap uh, you know, kind of pass through your gut. I know them processed. all, though. Yeah. 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 It's Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy Jr. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, because there's so much turnover in your gut, because there's so much happening there, and because they're evolving based off of different stimuli that's happening, if you consider kind of yourself holistically, your whole self as including your microbiome, yeah, 
that part of us evolves much faster than what we think of as the human part. That's cool. Microbiome. But we do have a soul. <laughs> but does the gut microbiome have a soul? Well, yeah. Is it two souls in our body? It or talks they, to me. Do they share our soul? Yeah, What's my, the idea? Mine's name's Jack. <laughs> so, occasionally I'll be sleeping, I'll just hear like, <laughs> Panda's still open for another 15 minutes. Feed me. Yeah, yeah. Taco Bell. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, it actually gets mad as they drive past a Del Taco. It's like, that's not meat. <laughs> it knows. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, your gut microbiome probably does know the difference between Beyond Meat and regular meat. Yeah, so let's, let's take a quick break here and do a commercial, and then we can jump right back into it. Hey guys, this is Donatella Iglesias, and if you're anything like me, you're not particularly attractive. Now, maybe you're not the ugliest person, but you're not good looking. And that's the problem with current social media apps. Who's gonna swipe for you when you're perfectly mediocre? Sure, some people swipe for uggos, for the comedy of it, and then other people swipe for beautiful people, you know, for, for sex. But most people don't swipe for us, and that's why there's this new app that, that has my personal endorsement, Sixes. It's for people like me, who are threes, who still just need a better level playing field. Now you gotta admit, dating is a big pond, and you're a tiny ugly fish. You need the right pond that's the right size for you. So sign up for Sixes, where we exclude all sevens through tens, so that finally, someone will swipe left for you. All right, so we're back. And Nathan, I think you had a question. So, so okay, so humans don't have a particularly unique microbiome at all. Not in the sense that, like, I think it confers any specific advantage more sure. so than, like, the microbiome in dogs or right. the microbiome in mice or something like so that. So why is it that we can't just take, like, so cattle can eat grass. Yep. And because they're biomes, they can, like, make grass into something useful. Yep. Why can't we just, like get a fistful of cow gut and like and like eat it and then like eat grass yeah so i mean uh as i sort of a little bit alluded to there are bacteria in our gut that do digest fiber dietary fiber it's just it's just it's not enough oh okay because because realistically most people don't go around eating grass that much and yeah jamba juice isn't popular like it used to be Although I, I guess I guess to to blow out your question a little bit to a, a bigger idea, I wonder if there is a way that you could like really really specifically sure if we really wanted to yeah, really <laughs> specifically <laughs> fuck with somebody's microbiome right so that you could have a person just eat grass a lot yeah. they'd have to eat a lot of grass you, you know um, how you know how states are considered like policy laboratories for democracy yep. Well, yep. we should just try that with Wisconsin right yeah. like should we just like give everyone in Wisconsin like the biome to like eat grass and to see what happens. There's got to be cows there, right? There's a lot of cows. Yeah, and grass right? too. Like Wisconsin and Vermont, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like we should just like cheese places. Would you ask them first? <laughs> I mean, how much can I get away with here, right? Like, I don't know. I have a 5-4 majority on the Supreme Court, right? Like I can hey, get away with anything. Nice, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is Trump's America. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Article 9, the, the hidden article, <laughs> the, the secret article of the Constitution allows for gut uh, microbiome experiments without consent. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah, so... How do you think Henrietta Lacks happened, right? I think, I think, I think that there are untold opportunities to try to fuck around with the human microbiome. Mm. I think that there's a lot Very of ways exciting. that we might be able to improve human life if we get it figured out well enough. Right. 
Um, you think Monsanto's going to be the one to do it? And then they like patent your gut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are they're people, yeah. right? So, so they'll they're get like, away with it. That one's mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Or if they have some kind of like, uh, you know, pesticide that you have to swallow every once yeah. in a while to like keep it keep it kosher. Whenever people wonder if something's going to happen, I'm just like, China has a billion point three people. You know, like someone's going to experiment on microbiome somewhere in China. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, shit, we, we experiment on the microbiome all the time. That's what probiotics are. Sure. sure right. right. So there, there's probiotics. There's uh, there's prebiotics. Yeah. Right? What is that? Yeah. So so I'll dial it back. Probiotics is when you're actually supposed to be taking something that has live bacteria or yeast or something like that to try to add that to your population. Okay. Okay. So that's probiotics. Prebiotics is supposed to be eating food that has chemicals in it that's specifically supposed to feed the bacteria in yeah. you. So it's like you're, you're trying to eat huh. bacteria food. Okay. So like it's like pre probiotics because okay. it's, it's it's up the food chain okay that's cool yeah and then and then there's stuff called symbiotics which yeah. is just those things mixed together <laughs> mm. so it's not that exciting but yeah um so we've been trying to do that and I, I will say that the evidence for probiotics working is relatively shitty right yeah. now um mostly because a healthy gut microbiome is a community it's a complex community. It's a right. lot of fucking dudes. Right. And usually when you eat like yogurt, it's like one dude. Yeah. And that one species of bacteria is like not the major species in almost anybody's. Yeah. It's already been redlined out of the good neighborhoods. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but sometimes, you know, it, it, there might be more complicated ways to do it. Yeah. There might be ways to do like a series of probiotics. Okay. So that, you, you know, you can kind of take something, right. let it establish, and then you start the gentrification process. I so appreciate that. you drive that. those guys out. You price them out of the community. Interesting. Yeah. I like, I like the spin we're putting on this. <laughs> yeah. I've always been for very regressive policies, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and I'm glad that we can finally apply them on the micro and that's, macro scale. That's what we have to do. Yeah. yeah okay? Yeah. It starts within. It's interesting, though, because, I mean, you kind of sound like a socialist to me, right? Because, like, <laughs> whereas I think you would want survival of the fittest for the microbes, you're saying, oh, we got to help everybody. we got to give everybody a little probiotic. Well, that's your pocketbook, sir. <laughs> that's your wallet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All those freeloading guts. <laughs> Disturbingly. Yeah. Disturbingly, that actually segues into another interesting thing about the gut microbiome, oh. which it never should. Very because, surprising. Because you basically <laughs> spout nonsense all the time. So Whoa. I'm, I'm mostly impressed with my ability to draw. I think most points. Americans would say you spout <laughs> nonsense all the time. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, that's true, though. Not just Americans. <laughs> yeah. Most people in the world. Yeah. Human beings. Yeah. Um. So gut microbiomes, because of the way that we can figure out what bacteria there are in you the tools that we use to figure that out the bacteria that are most common are the ones that are easiest for us to find right so it's kind of hard to tell how many different species are inside you right but there is some evidence that there might be very very rare minority populations i was right? about to say i started putting on my census data are you a citizen <laughs> they, and been, i got a real undercount of my microbiome they've been avoiding the census because of that yeah um but there are minority microbes that might help with adaptation to rapid environmental changes. Right. Because That's they might be hanging out and normally they're not doing very much. They're not very fit compared to some of the other microbes. The other microbes are doing more work. Right. But these guys are very good at processing some kind of food or something like that. That reminds me of an NPR article I read about fashion in high schools. Uh -oh. How like it's always the losers who make some new fashion thing and then it gets appropriated by the popular kids. 
so it's like the microbes you're talking about. My God, somebody, are like somebody hot spent the time to write that article. <laughs> NPR is uh, <laughs> is you know a dream. <laughs> it's this utopia of nonsense. <laughs> was it NPR? Or it, it was definitely NPR. Oh, okay. It wasn't even NPR. It was NPR's website. Okay. I don't know if they did like a vocal thing. It about wasn't. It, like, <laughs> it was just some intern who was like not popular. It wasn't like the Atlantic or something like that. It was not it was the like, Atlantic, like, sir. Whoa, whoa, it something. was NPR. Yes. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so keep telling me about this hot topic by well, microbes. So, so basically microbes. that there are these minority groups in your gut that, right. that do have a role. It's just most of the time they don't do it at all. They're, sure. they're just hanging out. They're kind of uh, in it. You know, you, you could say freeloading. But right. in certain circumstances, at least they're not like, efficient vis-a-vis the other ones most of the time. Right. But certain circumstances during times of uh, starvation and famine, for example. Right. Maybe there's only a certain kind of food source and normally you never eat it, but you eat it this time. And all of a sudden the rest of the bacteria aren't doing very good because right. they can't process it. But that one group can. Yeah. You see this really rapid fluctuation in your microbiome, a new order a new world order is established. Right, right, right. I like that. Okay. Where <laughs> you're talking about language now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where the minorities rise up yeah, and dude. they become the majority. Yeah, okay. dude. That's America. Yeah, I like it. Is <laughs> it just <laughs> That's demographic change. It's it's funny you say that also reminds me of um a South Park episode. Oh boy. <laughs> where the Native Americans owned a casino and and then they put SARS, they they took naked Chinese people and put it on on blankets. <laughs> To give SARS to the white people who are protesting the casino. Uh, and then uh, Stan needed to help his family by getting, like, the medicine of their people. Uh-huh. And so he goes and finds some, like, guy in a trailer who, like, gives him Robitussin and, like, Sprite or something. Like a cough drop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the Native American chief, his son gets SARS from one of the naked Chinese guys. And then Stan gives the cure to the son. And it <laughs> makes peace between the two peoples. And that Robitussin cocktail mm-hmm. is like what you're talking about that's yeah. the microbe that that's the that's the the kind of traditional medicine that no one believes in because it's mostly dog shit but like dude we are so <laughs> f- <laughs> what do you mean what do you mean you son of a bitch <laughs> how dare you you what? turn this into just like a south park explanatory episode it's just like let's talk about an episode it's like season eight god damn <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. It's really good. <laughs> the hours and hours of research I've done. Yeah. You've unraveled. In How so many hours time. do you think I've watched South Park? <laughs> <laughs> Don't belittle me. Oh, you and your hooker mouth. Oh, <laughs> You're a yeah, hooker. Just your slut lips. So, this whole idea, you got a bunch of dudes living inside you, okay? Yeah. And they're bacteria. You got some viruses. Yeah. You got some fungi. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then you also have Archaea. Oh, yeah, the really old ones, right? Yeah, the, the so weirdos. The weirdos that are more closely related to eukaryotes than bacteria are. Aren't there some on Mars? Uh, what? I hope not. What? They're like little old bacteria in the water on Mars or something? Isn't that what people well, have like well, wondered about? From like methane coming out of the that, that, <laughs> that, Olo- that Ol- Olympus Mons kind of looks like a dude's face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That ghost on Mars. Yeah. yeah sure. He's yeah, an archaea yeah, yeah. too. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Um, so we got all these microbiome dudes. Yeah. We got us. Yeah. There's some scientists that want to describe that kind of whole unit as something called a holobiont. Right, right. And so the hollow part is like holistic, it's talking about the whole situation. Yeah. And then Bion's talking about sort of like this biological entity, yeah. right? And the reason why they want to talk about a holobiont and a hologenome is because uh, really it's useful to start describing evolutionary forces 
on entire organisms. And realistically, when we have changes in our environment and stuff like that, our microbiome changes too. Yeah. And because it might be changing so much faster, that might be a way that we can have a lot of uh, sort of fitness introduced. Interesting. Because by, by, um, if you look at all the unique genes that yeah. kind of reside in our hollow biome, right. only 0.7% is human origin. Right. 99.3% is in these bacteria and viruses. Right. And so they're providing a lot of diversity for us to be right. able to adapt with. It's right. sort of like having a really, really, really big toolkit to work with. Well, that's one of my questions, right? Is if the toolkit is so big, how long would it take to really catalog it and understand it in a capacity that you could affect it efficaciously rather right. than just like douching around? Right. And that's one of the reasons why fecal transplants are our solution for right now. Yeah. Because it's like, we can't catalog this so right now. So the answer now. is eating shit. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> Get this poop in your butt. For you guys who don't know what a fecal transplant is, uh, yeah. here, you should describe it because there's there's actually a technique, whereas I just imagine eating poop outside the taco truck. So please please don't eat poop outside taco trucks. Do it in your own home very if rich. you're going to do it. Um, fecal transplant, there, there's actually different ways to get inoculated with it. But yeah. the, the very basic idea is that some people have a disrupted gut microbiome, yeah. and that can cause pretty serious issues. You can make it so that you're not really absorbing nutrients. Right. It can cause really serious stomach problems. Sure. One of the classic examples is what's called a C. diff infection or overgrowth, mm. where there is a kind of bacteria. It's like Clostra, Clostra titifoca difficile. Wow. And, uh, you know. Science, I mean, there's, man. Yeah. We're naming. Some of those sounds are not right. <laughs> um, but C. diff. C. diff. C. diff for short. Okay, C. diff. And C. diff can overgrow. There's natural levels of C. diff in most people's gut microbiome, but it can overgrow, especially if you take antibiotics. And because C. diff forms spores that can be resistant to antibiotics, yeah. and everything else will get killed, and then all that's left over are these C. diff spores that come back as soon as the antibiotics are gone. C. diff sounds like a town in Wales to me. Yep. Or like also a Peoples that Tolkien wrote in one of his unfinished tales and then like threw away later. Like he's like, C. diff predates the, the, the Valar. The diff, yeah. 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 <laughs> the C. diff were not part of the music of the Ainu. <laughs> yeah. right? well, there probably is a place that has like seven Zs and an X. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like 25 w Gs and yeah. a W. Yeah. That yeah. is just C. diff. C. diff. Yeah. I, I think it. it's in Dragon Age 2 Inquisition. I think <laughs> yeah. the elf is yeah. from C. Diff. Yeah. Okay, yeah, excuse from... me. Woo! That's a lot of nouns. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. We went deep on that one. But okay, so 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 the, we could and we could take fecal transplants. Right. So a healthy person's poop. Yeah. You can take that. You can put it inside uh, a C. Diff suffering person's yes. butt. Or okay. you could kind of go this up the, the nose. Shot. Yes. And down the esophagus. So why is the nose the, the better way to do that? That's a good question. Doctors, <laughs> yeah, this is, that's a doctor question. Different type of doctor than Sean. Yeah, to answer that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a if it's a more pleasant route to kind of snake a thing than through a person's mouth. You might need you to said, like. You said Dan's a proctologist, right? No, he's an internist. Oh, he's, oh okay. My only experience with a proctologist or is, is a man. Proctologist, yeah, proctologist butthole, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You're the doctor. What's the dick one? Uh, dick doctor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dick Dan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm, a D. I'm a different kind of doctor, you guys. <laughs> the only proctologist I've ever seen had like a really big thumb. And uh -oh. I'm like still a little jaded about it. You think that's like a self-selecting kind of thing? Yeah, I feel like if you have a big thumb, you should be a different type of doctor. <laughs> and I think he knew he had a big thumb. <laughs> yeah, and was just like, 
just kind of like popping it and like it's like, <laughs> just like he's like fun. triple jointed and uh-huh. he's like playing with his thumb he's like you know what i could do with this for a living <laughs> that's a naughty doctor right? that's a very naughty man and he's like one of those like he's like a very big korean guy he like smiles a lot mm-hmm. he's like got this big toothy smile like a taekwondo instructor Ooh. with this big thumb Uh-oh. he's like where does it hurt yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like it hurts ah! <laughs> it gets right in there yep so fecal transplants you take the poop and you is put the, it into place is the poop in a pill or like can you taste the poop Maybe that's why they don't put it through the mouth. Um, no, so uh, I, I think that uh, they package it one way or another. Yeah. There's a lot of companies that are trying to figure out ways to do that that's not so disgusting seeming. Right. That's kind of the thing. I think probably the main roadblock for people is eating shit. Yeah. Right. Like literally eating shit. Yeah. And that's what's so scary is I think you'd have to have Gwyneth Paltrow label it goop yeah. to sell it. But preferably we could disaggregate it and then like people would buy it on its scientific merits. But you are asking people to eat shit, right? Yeah. I mean, I think this is one case where Hollywood could actually legitimately be useful. Like, <laughs> right. like Bradley Cooper's other guy. Please use your powers for good. <laughs> George Clooney's like, help a child eat make, shit. Yeah, make people eat shit. Um, which, Every shit pill you buy, like $5 uh, goes do, to Africa. Th- this was a little bit of a mind blow for yeah. me. Sometimes animals eat shit. And when I see them do it, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you so gross? But actually... It might actually just be transfer of microbiome stuff. It might be purposeful microbiome. That's collection. so interesting. Yeah. What animal eats shit? Yeah, we got okay, Stacy came here. in here with dogs. Yep, dogs eat shit. Mice eat shit. Who knows what the like? I, I can't get into the mind of a dog. That's God's work. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, or Hollywood. But, There's that new Jeff Bridges movie. That's true. It's like I'm so happy to be part of this family. <laughs> we should ask him. Yeah. We should. We should get Jeff Bridges on here. And oh be like, man, hey, dude. Jeff Bridges. Why are you eating poop? Well, you know, it's interesting. I was about to say, I remember once I was at uh, American University in Washington, D.C., and sure enough, I saw a fraternity where they were just outside eating each other's poops. And <laughs> like like no ritual or anything. They're just outside, just kind of like digging through poop and smelling and eating it. <laughs> no. And I remember being pretty confused by it at the time, but now I see American University is a much better college than I thought. Right. They're yeah. microbiome. And the microbiome, hey, there's like a brain microbiome connection. Yeah. So maybe they maybe they are smarter. Yeah. You know what I mean, it could happen. Yeah. Probably not though. So <laughs> but but like babies <laughs> babies get a really significant microbiome contribution from their mothers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh through vaginal birth. Ooh. Yeah. Sean. Because uh, vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um and uh and through breastfeeding. Yeah, sure. And so breastfeeding seems to be like a really important contributor. Uh, Finest so of the Cambodian breast milk. It's different than formula, man. Yeah, it's different than formula. Controversial. But I, what I'm hearing is some socialist propaganda about why we should have paid family leave. Here's another. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let the fathers be involved. Women are stressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put the baby in the dad's belly and poop it out like a seahorse. Yeah, men's rights or something. Yeah, men um, microbes. So much <laughs> testosterone. Yeah, Stronger babies. Well, I mean, that's the, how, yeah. co- how come dudes can't take a dump on their babies? <laughs> I mean, I try. <laughs> I, I just run around Whole Foods with a bunch of my shit, being like, "Let me smell your baby." They're trying to save them. Yeah, there, there is. I've already had herpes. Somehow, societally, in the West, yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. let men just go up and take dumps on babies. <laughs> Traditional shit medicine says. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. I was actually watching an episode. Do you remember Taboo on National Geographic way back when? Yeah. They did have a whole episode about drinking piss. Okay. Which sounds less effective. 
ironically. Yeah. I don't think this happened, but I kind of feel like the the like they're talking to some I think Navajo guy or something, some southwestern Native American, a medicine guy. And I don't think he said this, but I got the vibe that was like I drink piss but will not poop. <laughs> that's like pack off dude uh-huh. like piss is good for you poop's bad when what i'm hearing is the opposite yeah dude piss opposite, is useless dude. and poop is like healthy poops the stuff yeah but so is don't anything... eat it I was, well that's what i was <laughs> striker don't so, eat the poop it's so gross <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, damn yeah oh man um well oh, gosh what well, I just remembered something I want to say is that yeah. a holobiont, right? Yeah. That sounds like a Doctor Who villain that's like a human person that's been imprinted two-dimensionally on this edge of the universe. Yeah. And is like a hologram in our universe. Sure. That's trying to tear other people into the two-dimensional space. Yeah, and all of his fingers are like strings from string theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wobbly, wobbly, wobbly. That's how the Doctor described it. It's all wobbly, bobbly, busy, busy, busy. It's just a bunch of noodles slapping together. It's all sorts of noodles, noodly, noodly, noodly. And then, and then somebody's a witch and Churchill's like, oh, damn, damn right. Damn right, doctor. Yeah, yeah. That's just so dumb, dude. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but okay. it's a, that's a dumb show. That's an important sentence to say <laughs> because there's going to be a lot of Doctor Who fans out there. That's true. And they're going to be mad at you. That's true. It's a great show, <laughs> but also dumb. <laughs> It is interesting how, like, I feel like in the 70s and 80s, you had, and 90s even, like, for a while, I think science and fantasy were kind of discreetly separate genres, and now they've been deeply collapsed, right? Like, the sci-fi channel has no interest whatsoever in making things that are specifically hard science, besides The Expanse, of course. Besides that, like, The Magicians was one of their other shows. Sure. Shows, it's just like how History Channel now is, like, only about, like, the ways Jesus was right. You know, <laughs> sure, and, sure. and 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 same with the science. The sci-fi channel is now like, like the, like it used to be science fiction. Now it's then it became sci-fi. And now it's like mostly fi. Yeah. Right. And yeah. for the fi, just means fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like not even the right letters. Yeah. 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 yeah um. And Doctor Who's a great example of that, I think. You know, whereas like Next Generation Star Trek was like, you know, like pretty hip deep in theoretical stuff that I think a lot of it was obviously extrapolated beyond what was actually comprehensible within modern science still tried to be very solidly within a secular vernacular yeah whereas like now like you know shows like doctor who have no interest whatsoever in pretending to be to pretending that science is a separate type of inquiry or worldview or vernacular yeah well you know it's interesting because i feel like in a lot of ways um like i think there's still a couple shows out there that have successfully gone hard in the science. You told me about one, right? Like The Good Wife or something? (laughs) 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 No, it was like like Bad Sheep or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Orphan Black. Orphan Black. (laughs) There we go. So uh, Orphan Black, I would say, is the best biology I've seen on television. Yeah. Uh, In that, like, it's extremely airtight. I had meant to make a lupus joke earlier. Lupus joke. Yeah, I was gonna be like, "Oh, it's like, lupus." Yeah, because everything's lupus. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I missed it. House. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that's late. <laughs> Holy shit, you're late. Yeah. <laughs> that joke. It's lupus. <laughs> it's Munchausen's my proxy. But yeah, Orphan Black and yeah. the Expanse. Yeah. Uh, for sort of uh, physics stuff, like yeah, it's like oh, ship's going one direction, flip it around to slow it down, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. I think uh, that's a that's a cool attention to detail. But um, I was actually talking with dad about this earlier today, which is that I think a lot of other popular genres are just stuff. Yeah. 
have sort of like absorbed some amount of science fiction into them. It's almost a victim of its own success. Right. But it's like a victim of the Arthur C. Clarke thesis of science fiction. Right. Yeah. Which makes science fiction worthless in terms of creating public support for science. Well, I mean, it kind of like, I mean, honestly, if you went out there and you're like, hey, would it be cool if the government funded Iron Man suits? I think right. a lot of people would be like, whoa, Nelly. Why do we not have them already? You know, I like that shit. Oh, did you see that French dude who went over the channel with like a yeah. jetpack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. He I, was flying. I can't believe he killed Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> how they got him. To think they already use a technology for evil. <laughs> yeah, they slipped it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, evil depending on who you're talking to. That's if true. you're on the Illuminati side of things, right, 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 right. It, it was just a win. That's that's okay. true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati celebrating with their lizard friends right yeah, now. Exactly. Oh, At boy. the center of the earth. So this is probably a good way. So you were talking about something before I I, I, I sidetracked us with holobiance. You're, you're saying, oh, I, presumably I saying, closing remarks. Yeah. You had done three hours of research. Yeah. I've done a shitload of research for yeah. this episode, but it was definitely going to be the case where there's no way we were going to get through all of it. And I think that we've done a pretty good job of touching on a lot of the funky things about the microbiome. Right. I mean, I mean, to be honest, we did not even get to talk about just even a broad overview of all the ways that the microbiome affects your health. Hey, just give me a checklist now. Okay. The microbiome is associated with Colorectal cancer, yeah. obesity, heart disease, right. Alzheimer's, autism spectrum disorder. Cool. Uh, and then various metabolic disorders. I see. So vaccines kill your antibodies in your gut. Oh my god. And then causes I'm autism. So fucking, I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. That's why the government gives them to you oh, to keep to you hear. dependent on big I'm pharma. Up, I'm up to here right now. I can't believe it. We've gone over the top. So hot. Uh, so yeah, hot right yeah, now. I'm just like a, no, no, but but seriously though, uh, how Alzheimer's? Just, like, what is the causal relationship there? What the fuck is that? Burning pit of rage. Um, yeah. So, so. Uh, let me begin by saying one of the major hypotheses for what the deal with Alzheimer's is in the first place, which is like tau protein and these aggregates <laughs> right. that form. Yeah. Uh, Aren't tau the shooter aliens from the Warhammer 40k universe? Uh, yeah, I don't know that much about that universe. So you're you're the one who's <laughs> I'm the expert. Me, are, are they the I'm tau? I'm the expert. Tell me more about the tau. Yeah, they are. Is it isn't tau like a the way of life or something like that? Or just the way. Oh, it's just the way. Yeah, like like there was a book called The Way of Thieves. I was like, I don't know Chinese for thieves. I was like, Thieves Dao. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you the got... art of war is the Dao of war. <laughs> if you yeah. Listen, man, if you're if you're gonna know this much about Chinese stuff, you should probably learn some words. I'm just saying. Dao. <laughs> Sheshuan. Boy, did I learn a lot more about Sheshuan than I wanted. My microbiome was not ready for Sheshuan. Yeah, they got messed up. Dude. Oh man. Yeah. Listeners, the three people who are listening still. Yeah. Szechuan food that's really Szechuan Szechuan is like scary shit. They got that numbing peppercorn, right? Oh my God. And Nathan was not prepared. Yeah. He did not know that was a thing. Okay, but yeah, Alzheimer's. So what the fuck could they have possibly have to do with Alzheimer's? Right, okay, so let, let me get into this a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a group of scientists who don't think that the aggregation based off of tau protein and stuff like that. Ah, the, uh, is actually relevant. Yeah, and A-beta. Total bullshit. Yeah, a lot of them think that like, that's not the causative factor. Okay. And that there's something else going on. Mm. Now... All of that makes things very complicated. If Alzheimer's sure. was a disease we understood better, I think yeah. I'd have a better answer for you. Right. The most that we can say is that there appears to be a correlation, and it's not even clear which direction it necessarily goes in. So, like, as you forget things, your microbes, yeah, your, like, your microbes forget, forget things forget too. too. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
like they go memento. <laughs> One on microbe it. holding another microbe. Yeah, this microbe like like opens it up and shit, and it's just like, <laughs> oh my god, it's like dude. Digest fiber today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no. So uh, they've done some studies in mouse models where they they have mice that they can induce an Alzheimer's like effect in. Okay. And if they feed those mice antibiotics to clear all the microbiomes, yeah, some the Alzheimer's can get worse. Mm. And then if they put regular mouse poop into those mice, if they give the mice a fecal transplant yeah. and restore the microbiome, then the Alzheimer's gets less worse. Yeah. Right. So it seems like may maybe that means that there's a causative correlation with like exacerbation of, of uh, those issues. There's a lot of ways that it could happen. Yeah. One of them is that, hey, microbes make a lot of stuff. Yeah. They're just dumping all this product out. Some of those could be things that cause signaling patterns to go off in your cells. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. The microbes definitely interact with your immune system. <clears throat> right. Some people think your immune system plays a role in Alzheimer's development. Yeah. I think we should mention, like, why are why is any of this shit relevant? Like, what do people care about microbiomes? So in the near term, um, one of the things that I hope people kind of understand and take away from this is that your gut, your digestion, the food you put in, how you feel after you eat is actually a very complicated process. There's, there's some people who oversimplify it to the point where, like... Uh, for example, there's some people who look at obese people or people who are overweight and be like, oh, calories in, calories out. Why are you so bad at figuring this out? Right. And I don't want to say, hey, if you're overweight, maybe work on some diet stuff, exercise some. Like, th there's that. But also, calories in, calories out is true at the level of, like, the food you absorb, not right. the food you eat. Right. So two people can take the same number of calories into their mouth right. and not get the same amount of calories into right. their bloodstream. So right. I think that having that kind of background appreciation in the background when we're right. kind of treating other people and thinking about other people, I think that's important. And I think, yeah. Well, it should lead to a healthy skepticism of any s simple diet or exercise model, right? Right, like, yeah. So I would say that um, aside from kind of like the really broad scale things that you've heard about eating healthy, like eat more fiber and eat less sugar, I think those things are true. Aside from that, it gets really complicated. Like people would be like, oh, well, don't eat more than three eggs or something like right, that. It's right, like, right, all right, right. every calm down. Right, like dogmatic prescriptions of what to do a person should be suspicious of right because like you know uh people talk about low carb diets i see like you know like i used to work at an italian place right yeah and i'll see tiny little italian grandmothers little lonely talacas right yeah. that are just like you know yeah. just like shoveling prosciutto and well that's pork but like shoveling pasta yeah and, and like they're still like gravy. two pounds yep you know yep just and bones. and it's like it's like i feel like in the past that has been an entirely uneducated comment to delegitimate any diet science but what it speaks to is how complicated diet science is, right? Right. It's very complicated. And yeah. I think uh, people out there who are like nutritionists and stuff like that, I think mo most of the people who are legitimately educated in nutrition will be able to say that their job is complicated. Right. And it's really hard to boil that down into something that's easy right. to <laughs> digest. Right. But <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I did it. Oh, man. Um, Peter Sagal over here. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I think people should, should try to eat healthily. And yeah. mainly that means... Try to lower your amount of sugar that you're taking in. Try to right. increase your dietary fiber. Right. So there's like broad rules that right. are usually, generally speaking, good to follow. Yeah. And then the other thing I would say is probiotics can become very expensive. Yeah. A good number of times they don't work as well as you would think they should. The best probiotics and are really just like a varied high fiber diet. 
Yeah, and like, I'm, like, let's be real. When you're eating shit, bacteria is coming in with it. Okay, you right. know what I mean? Like, you're you are getting probiotic stuff, whatever you eat. Right. You eat bacteria all the time. Right. So, I think someday, someday, we will figure out probiotics that are actually effective in helping people out. I think just right now, don't spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on it. You right, know, dude. Like, save your money to like be able to cook like a nice dinner, a right. well-balanced dinner. Right. Don't worry quite so much about paying a shitload yeah, of money. Spending that money is really you looking for a solution that that of course is appealing, but doesn't necessarily actually exist. Right. It's unfortunately a opaque topic. It's a very individuated topic. Yeah. It's a topic that defies simple explanations. Although if you guys, uh, you know, those uh, Yakult little yogurt drinks are delicious. So if you drink them because they're tasty, <laughs> yeah, right. go for Good it. reason. Yeah, like, yeah, be a consumer. <laughs> if, if you like how things taste, please go for yeah, it. Yeah. But like, I'm just saying, if you go to Whole Foods and there's like a little refrigerated yeah. section of probiotics that are like all $90. Yeah. Think about it a little yeah. bit, like you know, like I like the important recon, like the reconceptualization we have to do is that rather than you just being you who's in control of you, you are like the savannah, you're like a rainforest, you're a very complicated ecology with a lot of different agents, and just like a complicated food web in an ecology, um, changing one thing about your life, changing one element does not like has either unintended consequences or far fewer consequences than you're hoping for. Yeah, there, there might not be a simple fix. Right. You might need to look at it in a more holistic and Eastern medicine way. Uh-oh. And by Hey, that, hey, now you're controversial. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, so I'm just saying, you It know, is I, annoying how the word holistic, which is quite a useful word, yeah. is like now has connotations yeah. of being it, dog shit. It means acupuncture. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, yeah, so I, I think that's why. I yeah. think that's what people should uh, try to think about here. Yeah, take body. Yeah, hey, look, people out there, be, be good to yourselves. Yeah. Lo love yourself. It's going to be good. Living in the city. T touch your own bottom from time to time. Jesus. Recognize that it's A-OK. -okay. Dude, you know Griffin's listening to this, right? He, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what to do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, you know, I think we want to say thank you to people who have helped us put this podcast together, mm -hmm. you know, especially Stacy. She uh, is a gifted individual who both put together our theme song and made this, uh, you know, a consumable product. Yeah. Cut out a lot of stuff. I'm sure it's... whatever you guys are listening to is significantly shorter and better Thank God. than what happened first. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the extent to which this is listenable is because of, largely because of Stacey. Yeah. Uh, it's her, Highly edited. Uh, on like the really granular level, like it's her mic we're using. Uh, it's her house I get to live in. You know? It's, you know. <laughs> this podcast is largely her sampling yeah. basically what we recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the thank you, Stacey. And then we should thank Brian Allen, who did the artwork. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna thank the listeners. I'm optimistic and I'm gonna say it's plural. Okay? Yeah. Not, not just one person. Not just one person, please. You guys are giving us something to do on our Sundays. Oh, and so hey, if you did listen to this, I don't know what's wrong with you. But yeah. if you did, maybe you know someone else who has the same pathology that you do. Yeah. And you should get them to listen to it too. I don't know what this is uploaded to, yeah. but you can probably subscribe to Somewhere. this. Somewhere. It's yeah. almost vampiric, right? Because they, by listening, have filled our Sundays and we have drained theirs. Yeah. Of sure. a meaningful life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, thanks, uh, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you guys next episode. Mm hmm.